Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Krista Ankeny of Form Fit 3. Krista, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Lee. Awesome. It's great to have Krista here. She is going to share uh, something awesome here today. I know often in fitness, we like to focus so much on just either the strength training or the cardio or the nutrition. And I'm glad to have Chris on today because we're going to focus on the mobility, which often I know we forget about. I'm a culprit of that myself. I'm not always good about (laughs) making sure that I'm focusing on my mobility exercises. So first off, Chris, please introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, that's great. Again, thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, My name is Krista Ankeny, and I spent most of my life in the world of athletics and uh, track and field specifically. And I started coaching right out of college. And this eventually led me to get my master's degree in exercise science, injury prevention and health promotion, which, uh, you know, those are all great elements, which brought me more into the world of mobility. Um, after I got my degree, I was surprisingly hit with a diagnosis of breast cancer. And that threw me into a deep dive in the world of hormones, nutrition, and really understanding the effects of stress on our bodies. And so after many years of coaching, I decided to add in personal training and I started working for a physical therapist and that clinical setting really helped me learn about the the opposite side of performance, right? So mm-hmm. it helped me create a more lifestyle approach to my training and, uh, you know, seeing clients that were in pain and they had lack of mobility and strength and they weren't living their best lives. So, um, you know, not only that, they were, they were afraid of movement. So that perpetuated the problem. And then, and believe it or not, at that time I was, I was a college instructor and, I saw a ton of young kids just out of high school who were having the same issues. And, and that just made me really sad. So, um, you know, this, I, having come off of cancer and, you know, having to restart my life of health and fitness, I really Mm -hmm. could relate to the stories. And that in general led me to where I am today, where I'm offering this online coaching, which is an amalgam of all those elements. And I try to focus on you know, the whole body, body, mind, and spirit. So definitely includes mobility and, and really every angle of, of health. That's really cool. And I know with your background, you've been able to experience it from not just being athlete, coaching, clinical training. And I like uh, being on the online world like me. I know you get to see it mm-hmm. from those different aspects. So I know for both of us, we work with clients as they start to age and they start to notice that you know, not only does it have an effect on your waistline, but we notice that it has effect on you know some of the other areas like we're going to focus on today, which is, is the mobility. So what effect mm-hmm. does aging have on mobility? I think to answer this question, it's important to understand the definition of mobility, which I think there's different definitions out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fitness world, I think we look at flexibility as the ability of a muscle to lengthen. And then mobility is more 
of the ability to control movement through a range of motion. But if you just look at the word mobility in the Webster's dictionary, it really just says um, the ability or capacity to move. So, you know, this is any kind of movement. And, and if we look at it from that perspective, then I think it's important to look at how the body creates movement and what might get in the way of doing that easily. So from a super basic perspective, um, if we look at how our body works, because I, I think when it comes to mobility, people don't have the full body in mind. You're thinking maybe just muscles or maybe just joints, mm -hmm. but we have to take the whole thing into consideration, which is, uh, you know, the individual bones, they're connected together with our joints and the connections are made with connected tissues and muscles. And then those tissues are protected and held together with uh, what's called fascia. And then all of these things have nerves that connect to our brain. So um, all these things have neurons and those are used to send signals to each of the tissues to perform the movement. So if we go back to the question of how aging affects mobility, we have to look at which of these elements of movement are affected by a normal aging body. So, you know, we know that neurons are lost over time. Uh, the strength and speed of our neuron to muscle signals are diminished. That mm -hmm. impairs the precision of the signals and that causes impaired movement, basically. So, um, you know, we also know that progressive loss of muscle tissue is, is happening and a slowing of the ability for the muscle to contract um, and all these things basically lead to a trend of, of smaller, weaker, and slower muscles as we age. So, um, but having said all that, I think the most important thing to focus on is that we can absolutely slow that process. Um, and, you know, really all it takes is consistent, uh, you know, intentional movement, exercise, healthy diet, those kinds of things. I really like what you mentioned of, you know, having that consistency is what's really going to help. Slow, like you said, slow down the process. We understand as we get older, you know, things aren't always going to be in our favor as far as working for us. But if you can mm -hmm. incorporate, you know, some of these habits and uh, do the right training, it will really help. And I know often um, kind of use certain things as like holding us back, right? Because we'll think, oh, because we're getting older, like, you know, this isn't for us to prove on our performance. But I know you understand how that can actually happen. So how have you tailored your clients programming to combat like their common struggles that they'll face, you know, with their mobility really suffering? Sure. Uh, well, I'd say it really depends on where the client is in their journey. Cause it's a, it's, it's really personal. Everybody's different. Um, you know, do they have subtle imbalances that we can address more easily or do they have chronic pain that, that is keeping them from movement? So no matter the scenario, I usually just start with a focus on body awareness, uh, because in my experience, most people, young, old, uh, we don't mm -hmm. really do this. So we don't have a habit of, of getting in touch with how are we feeling. So we can do all the exercises we want, and we won't really see a substantial change with issues that we might be having um, unless we start to make consistent corrections throughout the day. So the more more we train our brains on how to move correctly, then the more success we'll have. So in my opinion, it, it, it comes from increasing our body awareness in every situation that we might find ourselves in. So, you know, I might also start off with a few mobility techniques and exercises 
and um, just try to address the most troublesome issues, but really just build on the habit of getting comfortable and thinking about doing these things more regularly. That's good. I know that's a, the approach to really get them to focus on those things. Like you said, I know that's a, a big thing that we focus on is personalizing it to each client because we understand, you know, there could be differences there, even though maybe working with a similar client type. And I know uh, both me and you, we have the background of working with different ages, male, female training during our time. So is there a difference in mobility when it comes to like men and women over 40? Yeah, I mean, we know the over 40 part, a lack of the ability to move easily for anyone. But if you're if you're looking at aging more uh, from a more general sense, I think that men tend to have a more slow, gradual decline, whereas women tend to have a rapid decline after menopause. Um, but when it comes specifically to mobility, I think that most people would probably guess that men have more issues due to their muscle tension. But interestingly, I've found that most studies show that women are actually more likely to report mobility difficulties. But you know, does that mean that they're really having more issues or are they just more apt to go to the doctor? So mm-hmm. you know, who knows on that? But there are there are also some studies that uh, that show even if women are legitimately having more mobility issues, the gap is decreasing over time. So in basic terms, I would just say movement is movement. You know, we may work with more of a client type. I know now I'm you know working with men and I know you work with women mostly as well. Especially in this industry, things are so marketed mm-hmm. where we just focus on one type and kind of say that there's, you know, so much, so many differences there. And um, I know with working with both, like you're right, sometimes, like you said, mobility is mobility. I know like this isn't a sexy topic, right? <laughs> mobility is not a sexy topic in our industry, right? Uh, most things are going to focus on <laughs> weight loss or most things are going to focus on muscle right. building or most things are going to focus on just body transformations, right? And mm-hmm. all those different things. So I know during my time of coaching and training so many different clients, it's like we know that we have to put an emphasis in this when we're programming but well, we know it's usually not on the mind of our clients or people just really don't talk about it as much unless we're really talking about in our world, right? Where we talk about just amongst ourselves as coaches, but it's not really talked about as much. So why do you feel mobility is not prioritized in fitness? Well, you know, thanks to practitioners out there like Kelly Storette of the Ready State, I think more and more fit pros <laughs> are looking at right. mobility. Um I hope, which, you know, which is a good thing, but I know that that definitely hasn't been the norm, especially in the world of performance. Um, So the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I think anatomy and, you know, the functions of the body are taught in pieces. For example, you know, we learn what each individual muscle is and then what it does. And we don't really focus on the body working as a whole. So the whole kinetic chain is one unit working together. And I think there's been uh, sort of a missing piece in, in, in really teaching people that as they're coming into the profession. So I know this is why coaches, for example, they'll focus their training on strengthening one specific muscle group or, you know, uh, one specific action rather than, let's say, looking at how the mobility of your feet can affect your entire body all the way to your hands. So I really think 
you know, this is a mistake because we miss the opportunity to fix things that will ultimately increase performance. I mean, we're talking about older adults. So performance really just means good movement and, and feeling healthy and strong. Uh, and it can really also decrease injuries. So, you know, I think it's a super important thing to focus on. Yeah. I like the last part you talked about as far as like injuries. Cause I know that's something that as we get older, that only increases, right? We notice that injuries pile up mm-hmm. and I'm sure if anyone's been into a physical therapy office, you understand that majority of people in there are older that are focusing on, re- you know, getting back and rehabbing those different uh, things that they're going through. So with you, Krista, you have, of course, your athletic background as being an athlete right. and working with athletes, um, similar for me as well. How has that like shaped your training with the general population? Has Have you gained like a insight from working with athletes that helps you when you're working with the general population? Yeah, I think so. I think really helps to see people doing movement at a really high level, right? So we get to see some of the the things that are actually possible with the body. So um, we can take it from here's what the ideal is and here's what we want to shoot for in terms of just daily life. So um I mean, funny enough, I th- I think I learned more from working with older adults that would help athletes than the other way around, because I think we, we assume that athletes who are younger and better able to handle, let's say, recover from an injury or illness, mm-hmm. those types of things, we don't really focus on these things because we think, oh, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, it'll be fine. But that's why we have so many ACL tears and you know, all kinds of things that happen out on the field uh, where if we just took some time to build the foundation from the spine out, that we probably wouldn't have to deal with as many things. But yeah, I think I think it's great. And they all cross over because, again, movement is movement. So it all works together. Ah, That's really cool. I like that what you mentioned. And I can see that as well, because it's like you kind of do gain a different perspective, like you said, within working with uh, older adults, and it really helps you, you know, shape some of the things that you may program into. So mm-hmm. I know we've been focusing, of course, on mobility, and we understand that people are really struggling with. So I like to always help people, you know, doing something simple that they can just get started with. So they don't have to feel like, oh, man, that seems so difficult mobility, <laughs> like, you know, all these sciencey terms, I don't understand the connective tissue and all right. those different things. Yeah. So, right. Please give us an easy mobility tip that busy professionals can use to increase their mobility. That's a great question because it's so important. And I think really just move more, mm-hmm. right? That's the, that's the main thing is just, you know, try a 10 minute walk after meals or just keeping in mind that increased circulation increases your mobility or your ability to move and uh, not have pain. So anything you do to up your level of movement consistently through your day is going to help tremendously. Uh, You can also get yourself a lacrosse ball or baseball or golf ball or or something that's, that's got a harder surface and, and kind of smaller. So you can pinpoint the muscle tissue and just roll that ball along any muscle in your body and look for tenderness. And when you press into the tissue, if you find something tender, then there's a problem there because I I've heard it said that we're not supposed to have any tender tissues, if you can believe it, because most of us are filled with tender tissues. (laughs) But, um, you know, if you just start at the feet, so you're sitting at a desk, take your shoes off, take that ball uh, 
and put it under the under the bottom of your foot and just roll it around and see if you can uh, try to work out some of those tender spots. And that's the foundation of the whole body. So if you have strong, healthy feet, that, that's a great place to start. So, you know, really the goal is to minimize tender spots and just move more and get that circulation going. You can't go wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something as simple as that is, hey, it's better than sitting on a couch or of course, I know right. for many of us now, we, we're in a more sedentary lifestyle. So sitting mm-hmm. at a desk and, you know, not really moving or how many hours do we spend in our car, right? In that same position. Right. So just something simple. Hey, just start moving more. I like that. And the lacrosse ball is something <laughs> I uh, picked up <laughs> a long time ago to have. And that really helps out as well. So Chris, you've shared a wealth of knowledge. And I know for many people, like they hear it and they're like, okay, that sounds good. But for them, they still struggle with just getting going. So what's one mm-hmm. thing you would tell somebody that's struggling with taking action on their journey right now? You know, on this topic, there seems to be a common belief that we have to deal with muscle tension and pain as we age, but I really don't think that's true. So the main thing is I, I don't want people to fall into the trap that less movement is the answer. Get into that protection mode, mm-hmm. right? So If you start thinking of yourself as a healthy, strong person, and then imagine what that healthy, strong person might do every day, then I would suggest just trying to make simple choices throughout your day that are in line with that healthy persona that you're trying to step into. So just try to ask yourself, hey, what would this healthy person do in this situation? And just take one small step and that can make a world of difference. And and not only that, every little thing that you do is going to build on itself and you're going to start to feel better, which in turn is going to help you take another step. So I think, um, you, you know, like we said before, you really can't go wrong. Just try to keep it simple and do one thing. And I would just say, go for it. You got this and, and try to make it fun. I like that. Just getting going. And as you mentioned, as you build, it's going to improve and you really let the momentum work for you. That's really going to just help you mm-hmm. on your journey. So never too late to get started and just getting going is going to do a world of difference for you and yourself so once again Krista glad to have you on where can the audience get connected with you at yeah thanks so much for having me Lee it was it was such a pleasure um I I would say the best place to get a hold of me would be at my website which is formfit3number3.com and for social media um I have links to schedule a free consultation on there. So the Facebook handle is my name, K, initial K, Ankeny, A-N-K-E-N-Y. And then my Instagram is formfit3crew. So yeah, I think those are the best places to get in touch with me. Make sure to get connected with Krista. Once again, thank you, Krista, for joining us. Thank you, Lee. It's been great. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformance365.com slash high performer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformance365.com and we'll talk soon.